Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban, Isaac Harris. We made it. We made it. Is this the slowest week ever? It is just, it's almost seemed like like six weeks. <laughs> and today's been a, I guess, a slower day because there's no. Why? Because like, like five trades didn't happen today? <laughs> yeah. Because Woj is sitting over there chilling. And can you imagine having his power? Like when you find, when you get a story and you're like, oh, do I wait to just make the world explode or what do I do? Who was the guy that, that broke the Dwight Howard news? I don't know. It wasn't Chris Haynes, was it? It was somebody, but he tweeted that it was the Charlotte Bobcats instead of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. So, I, like, if if I ever have news like that, I I would just be so nervous that I would tweet something wrong, and then all of a sudden I get like, you know, ten thousand retweets on a tweet, and it's just like, yeah, ruined because you used the team name. Like, where what was that guy thinking? Charlotte Bobcats. That's a, <laughs> they haven't been the Bobcats in like three years. Forever. I don't know. Now he's forever known as the Bobcat guy. So, all right. Today on the podcast, what we're going to do is uh, it's Thursday morning now, and we're recording this on a Wednesday. So if anything has happened, there might be another podcast between now and... (laughs) (laughs) We're recording this at 3.45 Central Time Yeah. on, on a... On a Wednesday, so there could be something that happens tonight. Knowing full well that if something happens, we're going to have to jump back on, possibly delete this episode, <laughs> and try again. Uh, but here we are. So if not, if if you're listening to this, then I'm sorry. The last the, the last like 12 hours have been very boring for you. But <laughs> today what we're going to do is we're going to do our final mock draft, pick who we think the Mavericks are going to pick. And this is this is who we think they're going to pick, not who we, who we would want them to pick, because... You know, forever we were like, well, I would want the Mavericks to pick Monk, but, you know, who 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 knows what we're going to pick at the end there? Or, you know, like New York should pick Dennis Smith because they need, you know, blah, blah, blah. So th- we're going to go through all of them. And then we're also, if, there is, if, if one presents itself, we're going to say, don't be surprised if. So we're going to do a mock and don't be surprised if a team does this, team trades, team picks this certain person. So the first one, obviously, there's no, there's no. Don't be surprised if for the Philadelphia 76ers, it's Markel Fultz or or something catastrophic happened between Joel's tweet, Joel Embiid's tweets, and now. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. I mean, as we start our final mock draft here, this will probably be the last time you hear from us until after Dallas makes their pick. Well, unless something crazy happened, but yeah, there's nothing surprising about the top pick. Philly obviously made the trade. They're getting faults to put alongside Simmons and that whole fit. So no, nothing surprising at the top. And we both are gear on that one. So Nick and I will probably – we might disagree a little bit with some mocks. So we'll both give our both our both of our picks. 
But do you agree with the Lakers pick? The Lakers pick has to be Lonzo Ball. I mean, if anything, that D'Angelo Russell trade yesterday proves that it's Lonzo Ball. And I'm not going to say anything more about it because that's just straight up. (laughs) That's what it is, you know? Did you, like, I've been in the camp that I never thought they were not taking Ball. I thought it was just a smoke screen the whole time. Same, exactly. I thought it was a smoke screen. I thought that they would maybe try to, you know, get some more assets. Like, I think some of the trades were were real like they maybe did think about trading out of that spot if they could get you know a monster offer from somebody like if they got (laughs) this is cross crossing sports but if they got what the uh the rams got for the number two pick when (laughs) when the redskins got rg3 like if they got that haul then they'd be like all right yeah sure we'll give that we'll give that to you like you know charlotte or whoever like you know new york or whoever was wanting to jump all the way up there so no I i think it's lonzo ball and yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling good about the Lonzo, LeBron, Paul George future of this team. Isn't it crazy that the, the players we're talking about being on the Lakers are not even like anywhere close? <laughs> I don't, I it's just, like people have already penciled them in. I don't see LeBron playing for the Lakers, but I could be wrong. I see him playing for the Clippers above the Lakers, but um, all right. So we get so Fultz and Ball. We moved to Boston. So boring. Bo- we're so boring at this point. <laughs> this has been mocks for the entire, you know, ever since. We started doing mocks like back in February or whenever, you know. Yeah, Gosh. it's been Fulton Ball. So now Boston owns the, three, the third pick, and a lot of people would assume that this is where the draft starts. And just to throw, like, Josh Jackson still has not worked out for Boston. He's not going to. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen earlier today, he's like, hey, just didn't have time. Okay. <laughs> they, do have, they have his medicals. So, like, whatever you want it. There's so much – wheeling and like i don't know politics wise as far as these agents go because if they want you know for instance like boston it's a storied franchise but you know Woj and then we're talking about today on their pod you know if you're an agent you might not want your prospect or a prospect not, might not want to go there just to be another guy you know compared yeah. to if you go to somewhere like philly and you're gonna have the ball or wherever it is so like boston's this intriguing situation to where whoever they get they're gonna come in and be just another piece that that's yeah. the argument for Gordon Hayward staying in Utah, right? Like if he goes to Boston, he's just another guy. Like he's he wouldn't even be the best white player to ever play <laughs> to ever play for the you know, franchise. I guess he wouldn't be for the Jazz either. But you know, like if you're the Jazz, like there's only two guys you think of, right? Stockton Malone. I can't even really think of any like great Jazz players. Darren Williams <laughs> comes to mind with his stint there. But you Greg know, Ostertag easily easily Gordon Hayward could be the third best player in franchise history, and that's. He's not going to be that in Boston, you know, like that's, you know, far from that. So that's, that's another thing like that. Yeah. Like if, the, the pick that I think they make is Tatum and I think they see Paul Pierce in him. So even if he, you know, Tatum goes to Boston, it, is he the next Paul Pierce? Like he's not even the first guy, guy of his kind to go to, <laughs> go to a team like that. But that's who I think they go with. Yeah. Boston uh, Tatum was the last guy to work out for them. And, you know, they Boston did their due diligence. You know, they worked out marketing in and Dennis Smith, whatever. But, you know, when you look at the makeup of their team, you look at a couple of their wings and you look at Jay Crowder, you look at Jalen Brown. Well, two things that or the thing that both of them are not is not their specialty is scoring. And that's where I think it might get a little redundant if you go with Josh Jackson there, because I feel like him and Jalen Brown are kind of similar as far as, you know, linky defenders you know and then you throw jay crowder in there and i i feel like the one of the main things holding them back this past year was was that secondary scoring to isaiah thomas you know sometimes they needed a basket and 
So yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you there. I think I think Tatum goes three. Uh, Jackson, you know, you could see it. You know, Boston would obviously be just be taking him without working him out, any of that stuff. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, he's a dark horse right there. I've heard it a few times, but I don't, oh, talk, I don't about, know. talk about redundant. You put Jalen Brown and Jonathan Isaac together. That's like, what are you, what are you getting out of your second unit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Isaac could, Isaac six eleven compared to Brown and, you know, longer. So, I mean, he could play the four better than Brown could, but I, I agree. That's why I don't have Isaac going there, but I just, I think he's a dark horse, but I lean towards Tatum at the moment. What is there anything that you would be surprised if Boston did? I think like if they went with I, with Isaac, I think that's like a don't be surprised if like don't be surprised if they go with Isaac. But I st- still feel like I would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like the Jalen Brown. I don't have this off the top of my head. I feel like the Jalen Brown at three. I mean, he was projected a top five, top six, uh, but I feel like when he went at three last year that it was kind of like okay because chris dunn you know chris dunn went five last year yeah and they need they needed a point guard you know a lot of people were talking about points and they didn't take dunn they, they took Jalen brown and some people were like it's kind of surprising a little bit but i don't know it's just you don't put anything past them especially with this new era that nba is in now jonathan isaac's kind of just this piece that you know, teams are. I feel like they're just slowly falling in love with. So, I don't. Yeah, if there's a don't be surprised, don't don't be surprised if Boston takes Isaac. Don't be surprised if this pick doesn't even go to Boston. Yeah, yeah, if, I was just know, about to say that. If they swing this to get a Butler, um, I don't. I guess Paul George is not even in the equation for them anymore. But and Jimmy Butler apparently being talked out of going to the going to the Cavs by Cavs I ne- players. I never understood the Jimmy Butler. Like, why do we care what Jimmy wants? He's under contract. It's not like he's in Paul George's situation. And yeah, but, but player do- players have some kind of power where they can push to go to certain places. I think. Yeah, they could push, but I mean, a team it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that ain't going to happen, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't, we, we agree that Porzingis is not going anywhere, but if for some reason there's a team that could sweep New York off their feet with a deal, I think it would be Boston, and it would include that third pick, any other picks they wanted, you know, for Porzingis. But it's not. I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, Tatum's my pick at three. For the Phoenix Suns, don't be surprised if they go with De'Aaron Fox. I've I've kind of went down a little bit more. You know, when we first did a mock together, you said Fox, and I was in disagreement. And then you like convinced me of it, and I was like, okay, I think I'm in agreement with Nick. And then I convinced you out of it. <laughs> and, and now I don't, I don't think they go with Fox. I think it's just here. And here's like a, a thinking behind it. I think the moment you go with Fox, it's not to the degree of Paul George, but you immediately lower the value of Eric Bledsoe, and you obviously, and I think you you push back your rebuild some that Woj and Givani talked about today on their pod of. You know, you go from there's a difference between running the point with Eric Bledsoe to then throwing your point guard to a 20 year old or, you know, 19 year old Fox. And, you know, are you going to be right back here, you know, next year in the top three? But I think personally, I think they just sit back and they say, whatever, you know, whoever Boston doesn't take at three, we'll take the other, the other forward. So in this situation, I haven't taken Josh Jackson and Boston taking Tatum. But if Boston took Jackson, I could see them taking, you know, Tatum. 
Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, either either one of those, I, I think that they will pick. So I'll say Jackson as well. But I still, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on that hill. Don't be surprised if they pick De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and Jonathan Isaac too. I mean, any, that that fit. If they wanted to run, you know, Chris and Isaac together in the front court, that would be intriguing. Yeah. If you know, if if Jackson went to Boston at three and Tatum's there for Phoenix, do they? I think they would probably take Tatum, but I could see a side too where they're looking at it and saying, "Well, we got Booker. You know, if we keep Bledsoe, that's Bledsoe. Like these are two scores, and Tatum's you know like your ISO score. Would he yeah. fit with a Booker and Bledsoe? So where a Jonathan Isaac might fit more with their system, but I have Josh Jackson to go in there, and you have Fox, right? No, no, no. I'll say I'll, I think for them, I think Josh Jackson will go there, but I would not be surprised if they go Deer and Fox. Um, yeah, because there, there's always there always seems to be that one pick, like in the the three through seven, where you're like, all right, that's exactly who they're gonna pick, you know. And it feels like Sacramento is Deer and Fox, like that's exactly where it's gonna go. And a lot of times that doesn't happen, you know. It just doesn't it doesn't turn out that way, and fan bases are disappointed and. The De'Aaron Fox to Sacramento is like the one thing between two and nine, really, that people are like, all right, this is exactly who they're going to take, right? Not two, not two, three. Yeah, I mean, as far as fit and as us for us looking at it, I think it is. We can never pass anything, you know, through Sacramento. We don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> never. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I think they take Fox. You're not – for me, it's a top five draft now, you know, as far as – you know, Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Jackson, Fox. I think, and you just take that fifth player there at five. And in in our situation, I think it's Fox. And it's no disservice to Fox. I think we think Fox is going to be great, awesome. You know, but yeah. it's just with our, you know, with the players in front of him. But yeah, so I think we agree that Sacramento will take Fox there. Yeah. Would you have done the reported? If you're the Kings, would you have done the reported trade of five and ten for two? Five, trading five and ten for two. Um, if I'm the Kings, probably not. I'm a believer in Lonzo Ball. I like Lonzo. Would would it be for Lonzo or Fox? You would assume it would so, be like, for Lonzo. I think. Okay, um, I probably wouldn't, but I am a believer in Lonzo. I'm a believer in Lonzo over De'Aaron Fox, but. With Sacramento, like the main, like you're not one piece away. You're multiple pieces away. And in this draft with a loaded with a loaded class to come out of this with two prospects in the top ten, I think that, you know, the drop off between Fox, you know, getting Fox to ball and adding another guy in there like a marketing or monk or somebody like that, I mean, that would be crazy. So no, I think you just stay stand put, you're a long ways away. Just continue rebuilding post boogie. For Orlando I think it's Jonathan Isaac, but that's that. Just I don't feel good about that one. The, Orlando, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I think they could go Dennis Smith. I think they could go uh, Isaac uh, Monk. I think could go there. Like I wouldn't rule out like Laurie Markkinen. Like you just don't know what's going on with this this team. What trades they're trying to do? If they if the new management loves Vucevic or if they you know if they want to do like a Markkinen Bismack Biombo combo, you know which. You know, I I don't know. I I think Isaac would, is the the talent that would go there. Like that's that's if you're doing a big board, like he would be there. <laughs> but in that's like that sixth spot. But for Orlando, I have no idea. No. 
Yeah, I mean, so for me, you know, I have it like a top five, and then those the next two, as far as like a big board, the next two for me would be Jonathan Isaac and Dennis Smith. And so for Orlando, I have them taking Dennis Smith Jr. And you just you ask yourself the questions if you're Orlando for each one of those prospects. You know, John Hammond comes over from Milwaukee, the whole Giannis – you know, link thon maker type thing. If he yeah. wants to lengthen upside, there's Jonathan Isaac for you. Is Alfred Payton your your guy? Probably not. Dennis Smith would be long term better than that. Man, I hope not. And so, <laughs> yeah. And you know, you desperately need shooting. So, you know, would Monk would Monk be your pick there? So I haven't taken Dennis Smith uh, for a don't be surprised. This I think this is the spot saying don't be surprised if this is the pick there somebody goes really high you know like that that is a reach yeah yeah like we've like what if like donovan mitchell goes to them it'd be like it would be like yeah. holy cow and <laughs> well like we've seen you know this this new management come in and you don't know what they're gonna do but we saw it last year i mean where where did people have thon maker projected i mean it was just yeah. all over the place yeah he was like second round and then he was like late you know 30 he's like you know, 30, you know, everywhere. Crazy. And, and Milwaukee comes in and with the 10th, I think it's the 10th pick, maybe 12th pick. And, and there you go. <laughs> they, they took Thon. It kind of shocks some people. And my point is that, you know, Hammond's coming over from Milwaukee. He'll take the risk. And if he likes somebody and he likes their upside, he'll take them. Whether that means it's a Zach Collins, whether that means it's a marketing, something that, you know, we don't see coming or like a fit or something. That's my don't be surprised spot of if some if they reach for somebody, you know, OG. What if they take OG and Gosh. it's just like crazy? I mean, that would shock everybody. OG but and Gordon they, next to each other would be interesting. Yeah, not I don't good, know. but interesting. I wouldn't like that fit. I agree, but just saying, like that's the spot to where if somebody is you know moves up, that it'd be kind of surprising. Yeah, Minnesota, don't be surprised if they trade. Don't be surprised if they are not picking seven in draft night. They've been linked to the, the Mavericks, apparently, with you know a trade possibly there. They've been, you know, report, it's reported somewhere that they're not necessarily infatuated with the seventh spot and whoever's going to be there. So they could do that. They could draft out of there. But if they stay, so we went with Isaac for six. So seven, man, ugh. <laughs> this is another team where you just like you have no idea what they're gonna do. Apparently, they like Zach Collins. Um, for me, while you yeah, think, I, just, I, you yeah, like, I just have no idea who they would go with. For me, you know, I had Dennis Smith going to Orlando, so I had Isaac going to Mini. It's not. I don't think it's what you know perfect for them because they want to win now, and Isaac's gonna take some time to develop. I think they're, you know, if they could move out of it, that's been our natural spot all along to where we both looked at it and said, okay, if Minnesota wants to trade this pick for like a veteran, then here you go. You know, do they find that veteran that's worth giving up the seventh pick for? Maybe not, but do they find a team below them like a Dallas or Sacramento at 10 or, you know, Charlotte at 11 that says, hey, we'll give you, you know, we'll give you a pick. I mean, we'll give you a player or something to move up to that seventh spot to where they can move back and still get like a marketing or a Zach Collins. I, I could see that happening. Um, I marketing is, you see a lot of people pencil him in there and I put him in there in my latest mock draft 
And I got a few tweets and it's like, really, you think marketing's going to go to Minnesota? I'm like, I'm not the only one saying that. You act <laughs> like I'm a, like, I'm pretty sure Draft Express has that or Chad Ford won. And like, they're not any slack. So, yeah, that, that's all Draft Express does, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, their, that's their job. But yeah, so for me, we flip flop. I had Orlando taking, I have them taking Dennis Smith, and then I have Minnesota taking Jonathan Isaac. We can't predict trades. So, no, we can't. Uh, I just I can't see like a market in going to Minnesota because they need defense like really bad. <laughs> they just don't have like good defensive guy. Like they have Towns and Wiggins that are good defensively, but then just who else in their roster is getting a stop for them? Their defense was so bad last year, and, and they, they need shooting because Wiggins and Rubio are not the greatest. How shooters. do they have Rubio is a good defender too? I don't know how this team's not a good not good at defense. How is this team like they have so many needs and they just have so much talent? It makes no it kind of makes no sense. Like they have Towns, they have Wiggins, they have Rubio, they have Levine, you know, they have Gorgie Jang who got, you know, a double digit contract, you know, like yeah. that I I just don't understand how they they have so many needs, but Okay, so for Minnesota, so you went with Dennis Smith for Orlando. I I could I could see that happening as well. I'd go Jonathan Isaac as well if I went that way. But if I said Jonathan Isaac's going to Orlando, then I'll take Malik Monk going to Minnesota. They need shooting. We'll just we'll go with it and go with it. And that's yeah. that's what and we've briefly mentioned this before. Don't be surprised if Minnesota takes a point guard. Don't be surprised if they take Dennis Smith. Like it doesn't make sense to us, but we've talked about this on the pod before of we don't know how they evaluate Chris Dunn. We don't know the the weight they put on R- Rubio moving forward. If they're sitting there saying, you know, because Tibbs went to Dennis Smith's pro day. Like if, if they're sitting there saying, okay, I think Dennis Smith's going to be the longer, the best long-term prospect over Chris yeah. Dunn, you know, and Rubio, then they could just take him and say, screw it. Like who cares what people think of the – you know, the fit or whatever. And then you just find a home for a Rubio or a Chris Dunn or whatever it is. So don't be surprised if Minnesota takes a point guard and that, because that's not what any mock drafts are suggesting right now. New York at number eight. I think if, if Dennis Smith and Isaac are both gone, then that leaves Neil Aquina that leaves. Well, see now, now we're different on our, our draft. So if Dennis Smith is available for New York, I think they go with Dennis Smith. But they're also apparently they're in love with Neil Aquina. But how could you pass up, you know, Dennis Smith for Neil Aquina if you're in New York? I mean, they talk about oh. the talk about the triangle and all that, but it's New York. No, so yeah, I have Neil Aquina. Sacramento. <laughs> I have Neil Aquina going here. You know what's funny is you know Neil Aquina got to New York yesterday, and like the New York Post and stuff, they've are like they did stories with him at, like, at the airport. Like, can you imagine <laughs> get, getting off the plane coming from France and you're like. Media is just waiting for you at the airport. Jet lagged, and you have no idea what's going on. Answering questions about Phil and the triangle, and you're like, "What am I doing? Take me back to France." Jeez. But no, uh, you know, a fun little. Do you, how much weight do you put into social media? Like the whole emoji follows. Like when Kristaps Porzingis tweeted "L.A. Clippers" with the upside down faces. Yeah, or like you know, somebody, some people today, you know, they show. I seen where, um, you know. Gordon Hayward followed Hassan Whiteside on on Instagram. Woo, yeah, you know, like Al Horford followed Gordon Hayward on Instagram, <laughs> or like Blake Griffin and Isaiah Thomas. They both followed each other today. What you know, some people put weight into that, and I'll just throw. If you are one of those people that put put puts weight into those things or find it find it funny, 
I'll say this. Nilakina yesterday followed Porzingis, um, Carmelo, Lance Thomas, and Hernan Gomez on Instagram. So that's four Knicks for you. You don't follow Hernan Gomez unless you know. Unless you know <laughs> that guy's going to be a, a, a co-worker of yours, you know? Yeah. This and is this is like the before you go to college and you can there's like a Facebook group that's made before you go of like your class and you start friending people that before you even get there. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh if you, if you like stuff like that, then Nilakina was also asked in that report that came out today to the media that you know just swarmed him after the airport. They asked him about the report that Chad Ford said that he preferred Dallas and he said, "Hey, I don't I don't have any preference, you know, where I go. I, that's not yeah, pretty what, much shooting it down. And what's you don't say, yeah, no, it's that's what you say as a, as a prospect, and it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how all these recruits they're already in like full form with the media. Yeah. Like Kennard was asked, you know, these players getting asked about the triangle. Who's going to sit there and say, Nah, man, I hate the triangle. I, I wouldn't be a good fit at all. Like, <laughs> I'd be a dumb. Every one of them. I would be a perfect fit for the triangle and the, the Knicks like Kennard's statement was the Knicks are a great organization and I think I'd fit in well with the triangle. Okay. Let me write that out for you so you can read it. Yeah. But, All right. So Neely Keene going to the Knicks. Yeah. That's what I have. Yeah. Which for you leaves Monk going to Dallas. That is correct. Wow. I'd be yeah. definitely okay with that. Yeah. I mean, that's just, could there be movement before Dallas? Yeah. That's just my my final final mock. That's who I think will go to Dallas. I think it just gets to Dallas. That, and if Monk's still on the board, and Markinen's there, Nelikina's gone. I don't know. You just take the talent of Monk. Like you don't even mess with that. You don't even. You wow. just take it and make it work. <laughs> Bring him off the bench next year if you want. Like whatever you want to do with that. But that's that's how I think it plays out right now. I have Monk going to Dallas. I would agree. I would agree with you in that in that sense. Um, yeah, Malik Monk going to Dallas, and a lot of people are going to complain about the fit with Seth Curry, but that's a very short sighted, you know, view of it. You can you know stagger their minutes a little bit. You can you know play them together for stretches. I think, but yeah, we'll find out when the draft happens. But all right, so we've talked yeah, enough about say, Dallas's pick. <laughs> well, I was going to say say this about New York. Don't you know? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised for Dallas if two of those top nine prospects are there at nine. Like, don't be surprised if a Markinen goes before Dallas. Don't be surprised if like a Luke Kennard goes before him. Like, people are just loving him right now. Like, and I, I know we talked. I sent you a video last night, and I was like, of Kennard like dunking in some warmups. <laughs> I did not know Kennard could like had hops like that. That kind of blew me away a little bit, but. I'm not sure if that video was just hops as much as like his arms just threw the ball into the basket really like aggressively, and so it just makes it seem more awesome than he was. He was pretty. He was high <laughs> up there though. But yeah, I mean, like New York, you know, we I I have him taking Nilakina, but if they read if they're working out uh, Donovan Mitchell today, which kind of is kind of weird to me because it's the day before the draft. Like, how many people work out the day before the draft? So dedicated people. Yeah, I mean that that goes right into what you read about Mitchell, but it's just it's the day before the draft and they're working working out Donovan Mitchell today, so whatever that means. But yeah, after that da- after Dallas, we have Sacramento. Sacramento, um, it's hard. <laughs> this is a hard one because 
You have none of the guys that have fallen there. You have Zach Collins, Marketing, Kennard, John Collins, Donovan Mitchell. Like none of those guys really like fit what they try to do, but I guess I would go marketing for with ten. That yeah, be- that's what I have that's what I have too. I mean, they just have like John Collins is kind of going up some people's boards to where he could, you know, go into the lottery some, but he I think he would be kind of redundant to what they have in the front court with Scal and you know, Collie Stein and some of them because he's going to play the four at the next level. But I would take marketing. We we kind of joked about the fit before as far as, you know, can you imagine having Fox running the pick and pop with marketing with Buddy on the wing? That'd like, nice. it's not a nice little, you know, trio there. And, and plus, marketing could come into Sacramento and join the fifth pick with who the Kings take and Buddy and not really have this. I don't know. He could, he could be, he could like grow and, so like it wouldn't be like a ton of pressure for him to come in and you know average 18 a game. So I think if you're Sacramento, you're literally for if you're Sacramento, you're looking at it and saying, okay, this is a top 10 draft, and including <laughs> marketing, and you just take one of those yeah. that falls. But they could reach for somebody too. Don't don't count them out as far as like a you know like an OG. If they love an OG going forward, like if OG was healthy, that would be a perfect fit for him right there. So that's but, what happened in the lockdown mock. Yeah, but I agree with Nick. I I have marketing going there at 10 also. Charlotte just threw a big wrench into all this because getting Dwight Howard, that means they're probably not getting Zach Collins. That probably means, you know, like, gosh, they're they're really – their front court is very stacked right now. And not necessarily stacked with talent, just stacked with (laughs) – it's full. And uh, I can see them wanting some wing help. Like, I think this is where Luke Kennard goes. So – Woj said this on his podcast that came out today, and it kind of surprised me some. He said pre-Dwight Howard trade, before the trade went down yesterday, he said they were really taking a hard look at Bam Adebayo at 11. Wow. Yeah. And he said, you know, with Clifford, they think he's just kind of like a Dwight Howard kind of 2.0. And, you know, Clifford worked with Dwight in Orlando. And so before the Dwight trade, that's what he he said. They were going to take a hard look at him at 11. And that would really surprise some people. But – now they made this trade, and Dwight's down low, and you know, Dwight, you obviously can't play multiple positions. He's just going to play one, and but he can shoot the three now. Don't even, don't, <laughs> don't even. He he's can't even shoot a free throw. He's practicing. Yeah, how, I can, know. how can you shoot how's, a three? And you can't shoot free throw. How stupid! It's like DeAndre saying he's going to add a corner three or something. And yeah, so I've had Mitchell here all along. I'm not. I'm not moving off this. I think Mitchell would just be great alongside Kim. But I could see Kennard for sure. Uh, but I have. I have Mitchell going there. Don't be surprised if they go with Bam. How about that? <laughs> Probably not now with Dwight. But that would have been a yeah. That would have been a surpriser for sure. For Detroit, this is where a lot of people have Luke Kennard going. Um, let's go Zach Collins because. You don't know what's up with Drummond if they're they're apparently shopping Drummond, and so to me that says that they're not sold on him. So why not go with the guy that you know seems to have slid that far to to twelve? Yeah, Zach Collins. For me, I have Kennard. I do. Um, it's just their shooting. They just really need shooting. I can see the Collins thing for sure, especially because I I could be wrong, but I thought I read where Baines is going to decline his option, which really surprised me because. If you're Aaron Baines and you're locked into like, I think it was like six or seven million. I think you take that because unless you're backing you? up Bojan Bogdanovic. 
Who else? <laughs> like, well, they had him and and Boban behind Drummond, which is weird. So, but it, so in that case, if he's going to leave and Drummond, you never know about that. You could see Zach Collins there for sure. Uh, I just I have Kennard going there. I think he could he could fit day one. I think he's insurance to Caldwell Pope, even though. Brooklyn might not go, might not go after Caldwell Pope now. We don't know how that affects that, but I don't know. They need they need oh, shooting yeah. really 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 bad. Caldwell Pope would fit really nice next to D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Don't be yeah. surprised if they go Donovan Mitchell either. Um, I think that that could be a spot for him. Uh, yeah, because I have him kind of falling a little bit because I don't know if Charlotte goes there. Charlotte could. I I could see that happening as well. But this is the I could see this happening pod. That's what this has turned into. <laughs> Like I don't, don't don't be surprised. You know, if Detroit trades it, you know they've been rumored all along of saying, "Hey, we want a veteran." You know what if what if they do? What if they come to Houston? You know, with the news coming out of Houston that they're pretty much shopping everybody besides Harden to try to get off contracts. And even though Detroit doesn't have you know big cap space, what if you know twelve comes along? It's like Lou Williams for twelve or Ryan Anderson for pick twelve. You know, to go alongside Drummond. You know what? If you just don't know in that situation, Charlotte, like does does the eleventh pick does it affect Charlotte any? Like does the Dwight Powell or Dwight Powell? God, <laughs> we we could only help. <laughs> with Dwight with the Dwight Howard trade, would that signal anything to Charlotte of we're gonna win now? Like I want, like I wonder what that if that does anything to their mindset going forward. What you know in regards to like maybe they shop their pick to for a veteran to make a run? Do you guys want Wesley Matthews? Would you give Wesley Matthews for the eleventh pick straight up? Yeah, I would. I think I would too. Um, who would you take at eleven then if you're Dallas? Um, I mean, wait to see who drops and who we pick at nine. You know, what if we moved up to seven and got Isaac, and then at eleven we got you know Mitchell? What if you got Monk and Markinen? Be kind of crazy. Monk at nine, Markin at eleven. Like if if for some reason Dallas got back into the lottery and they got Markin with their second pick, would the hype be as high on Markin? I feel like it would be a little lower. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be lower because all the hype would it it would still be some for sure, but it'd just be a little different. Or would the the Dirk the shadow of Dirk thing still like loom over him, even though? I think it would depend on what second. we gave up. Like if we gave up a ton to move back into the lottery to get marketing, I think it would the shadow would definitely be there. Yeah, like remember that trade that uh, somebody was going to do to move back up and get Justice Winslow. It was like four draft picks or something like that. Yeah, to get back into it, and then you know Charlotte well, like, Charlotte didn't do it and took they, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, Boston, Boston was wanting Boston. to move up. Yeah, yeah, to get, to get Winslow and. And now it's kind of put this kind of unfair thing on Frank of, okay, is he worth four first-rounders? You know, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that it was first-rounders, but crazy. Something. It's not still draft picks, still players, still chances. Denver, I have no feel of Denver. Don't be surprised if they pick somebody that we haven't even heard of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I, I just wouldn't be surprised if a random – like if like, I don't know. Justin Jackson. What if like Justin Jackson flies all the way up there? That that's who I have him taking. Really? Yeah, that's who I have there. Yeah. We're suffering from groupthink right now, where we're thinking the same things because we've been doing this <laughs> for a while. For a while. No, yeah, I have Justin Jackson going there. I 
I think Wilson Chandler's probably going to be shipped off in the offseason. And then you're rolling, you know, on the wing. You know, Gallo's a free agent, so he could be gone. You know, he played more in a lot of the four for him. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, you know, if you get rid of both of them, then you have you definitely have some wing minutes. Uh, OG could get some love here. Uh, they could, you know, maybe wait on him some. You know, John Collins maybe could get some love here to just give another athletic if, you know, because I feel like Fareed's in trade rumors for like two years straight now. How about you 11, know, like 11 years? <laughs> since he's came into the league. Since he had that, that good – you know, showing with FIBA. Remember he played for USA and played like yeah. super well. And then after that, it just went downhill and he was in trade rumors. <laughs> so uh, Miami, let's Miami and Portland will be the last ones we do because they are still in. Uh, that's the lottery. So Miami OG, I think is the, that's the spot here. I feel like they would just love the OG. If he, if you know, they think Josh, Josh, no, who am I saying? Uh, if, if they think uh, their guy is gone, then, then an OG just comes in and completely replaces him. I totally just blanked on this guy's name. James James Johnson. James Johnson. I almost said Josh yeah. Johnson. Josh Johnson. Uh, in my situation, I haven't taken Zach Collins because I think in in my mock Zach falls to there, and so I think Miami would just take him and kind of make it work at fifteen and saying, "Hey, we'll take the prospect there." But yeah, they could go anywhere. I mean, you don't really know what they're gonna do at fourteen. I think Pat Riley was on a radio show and. Not too long, a few days ago, and he just said, you know, at 14, you just take the best player available, and that's it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then then 15, Portland, kind of the same thing. Don't be surprised if, if Portland's not there because they have these three first-round picks, and you just, you don't know if they could package that together for a player or something like that. Um, yeah, don't be surprised if they're not there. Yeah, I mean, technically not the lottery now with it Portland being at 15. Oh, yeah. Um, but still, like, 15 – Portland, yeah. I mean, they could trade this pick. I think this is a Harry Giles spot, possibly. Uh, Harry Giles, OG, you know, this pick that they can just, like, swing for it, knowing that they have two they're setting on and saying, hey, we can take the time with the Giles or, or OG with, with that pick. So yeah, They take three swings. That's a good batting average in baseball if you, you hit on one of them. So there we go. That's who we have going in our, our mock draft. Um yeah, we have Fultz going one, we have Lonzo Ball going two, we have Tatum going three, we have Josh Jackson going four to Phoenix, we have uh, De'Aaron Fox going five to Sacramento, Dennis Smith going six to Orlando, you had Jonathan Isaac going seven to Minnesota, Neely Kina going to New York at eight, and then uh, Dallas picking Malik Monk. Malik Monk falling all the way to Dallas, and we'll be okay <laughs> with it. Sacramento, remind me who you had Sacramento taking. Can- I had Mark Mark Markinen. Charlotte yeah. going with Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, Detroit going with Kennard, Kennard, and uh, Denver going with John Collins, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, and then Miami going with uh, OG. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, solid thing. Tomorrow, just to re- kind of run you through what tomorrow looks like for us, we got early afternoon. What four? Probably. You know, we got the draft later on oh, that yeah. night. Four o'clock. And you're, you're gonna you're gonna talk to. We're gonna record tomorrow night after after the draft and get something out. Just talking about immediate impact, all that. But it'll start a little earlier for us. And you can follow us on Twitter. Nick always throws our Twitter handles out there. We'll, we'll be 
reporting there, you know, since probably 3.30. We'll probably get there like 3.30 or something. And, you know, Mark Cuban, if you want to give details on that, it's going to break us through the locker room. I'm excited to see Mark Cuban with a sledgehammer just smash into Dirk's locker. It's going to be Dirk's locker, right? And I heard that they they have a picture of DeAndre on the wall. No. Oh, you, you got uh, me. Just kidding. Uh, just. So if you don't know what they're doing, they're re, they're redoing the uh, the Mavericks locker room and they're making it state-of-the-art, all this stuff. They're going to have like uh, – they're going to have like – like personal safe personal well that that's the most impressive thing you saw from it <laughs> no i was just like looking at it and i was like that's kind of random but kind of cool at the same time i have a safe on on their lockers they're just redoing all the lockers and making it really cool the uh the thing that surprised me was the uh oh the ventilated drawer with uh the stainless steel shoe racks just like this huge drawer for all these rat for all these shoes and uh they got a uh, mavericks logo on the locker room that glows blue and uh, their nameplate is going to be on there with stainless steel. This, Eddie Sefko did a good article about all this, all this stuff that's going on. Uh, they have a, a refrigerated cup holder, so you sit your cup in it and it'll chill it for you. So you got your after game, you know, your smoothie, your Gatorade, whatever you got going on after the game. Uh, you have a tablet dock, so you can just like right under the, uh, you have right under the safe, you can just sit your tablet on it and you know, look over your plays. Yeah, they got their, <laughs> of course they have their mounted TV. You know, each oh, player yeah. has a TV mounted in the locker room. If you hadn't seen it before, and, and Golden State will always be playing on Seth Curry's. Always. Yeah, they're always as soon as we get in there right after the game, and they're always having games on. So there's never any video games being played, but a lot of them have. I've seen PS4s in there, yep. hooked up in their locker rooms or lockers and stuff. So. <laughs> So that's what the, we're doing that tomorrow. The draft will be tomorrow. We'll be at AAC, you know, cover that for you guys, talking to Donnie and Rick Carlisle, seeing what their thoughts are and seeing what happens. I mean, just guys, we made it. It's the day, the day of the draft. Finally, <laughs> the day of the draft. It's been 20 that, years, guys, 20 years since we've been here. That, I think Donnie's supposed to talk to us before the draft. And then him and Rick are supposed to talk to us after the draft um anything in between you know we're pretty much going to be at the aac for multiple hours tomorrow so i just got a satnam shame sent to me so i'm going to share it satnam shame if you guys see anything hashtag satnam shame is any really bad trade or bad free agent signing that that you see uh anybody send like if they're tweeting it like porzingis for nine like you know like for the ninth pick like stuff like that a guy just tweeted me one and it says um this guy tweeted at Hoop at, at Coop, Chuck Cooperstein. It was W underscore Miller eighteen, and he said, "With the looks of it, the Hawks are now in rebuild. Any chance we swap nine for Dennis Schroeder? I think he would fit well with Harrison Barnes." <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening. There's <laughs> got to be a little bit more for like a young, established point guard that was really good in the playoffs. Yeah, that's an interesting. You don't trait. think that's that bad, do you? I actually don't. Um... No, I actually don't. I think I would almost want more if I'm Dallas. Really? Schroeder's yeah, really I mean, good. I like Schroeder. I do, but it kind of goes into our, I don't know, like our back to our point guard rankings of who's going to, you know, what I want eight years of Dennis Smith or Schroeder right now. And well, I know Schroeder <laughs> averaged 24 points and seven seven assists in the playoffs, so I'm I'm good with that. I liked him going head to head with with old Johnny Boy up in DC, but. Him and him and Dirk's, you know, they're 
obviously German buddies. It was kind of funny when uh, when Dallas went to play Atlanta. I remember Dirk had to do this. Well, he didn't have to, and that's the beautiful thing about Dirk is he he does anything for media and people fly in you know stuff that people don't see is these these companies will fly in from overseas different countries to interview dirk and he'll stay at the aec there's one night we we left at like 11 and and it was like an overtime bad loss everything and he's off to the side doing this media with you know these people that flew in from wherever but i just remember him going to atlanta in the nba offices they have you know something there in atlanta and I remember them telling Dirk, or they were joking about it and saying, you know, you, when you do this interview, will you do this here? And and he was kind of like on the fence about it. He was like, yeah, I'll probably do it, you know, whatever. And then they're like, well, Dennis said, Dennis already said he would do it. It was like a German station. He was like, all right, well, that means I have to now. I said, Dennis. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. And Yeah, it, he did one with, it was him, Dennis, and Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> okay. Is, you know, the, the, all, the, all the German guys. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for us today on Locked on Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for for following the show, tweeting us all your your Sotnam shames, tweeting us all your you know your trade ideas and who you want in the draft. Uh, it's been great, and we're we're here. So check back; we will record a pod you know as soon as we can after the draft, and we'll post it just as soon as we can right after with analysis about it, what we think and what happened. Hopefully, a ton of stuff happens because it's way more fun. If it just goes chalk, then. I don't know. It's still kind of fun, but I, I just hope that trades happen and random stuff happens. And somebody goes too high. And, you know, the 2013 draft, like, we kind of crap on it, but it was exciting at least. <laughs> you know, yeah. at least that was, you know, fun television. So thanks I so much. Wanna say this, I want to say this, too. If you haven't gotten your tickets for this weekend to Dirk's yeah. Celebrity Game, do that. If you have Saturday free, it's fun. There's a ton of Cowboys uh, there's a ton of Mavericks playing. There's a couple couple of random stars. Andy Roddick's going to be in it. My wife's super excited for this Jeff Stoltz. I don't know. Apparently he's on Seventh Heaven or something at one point, and she just it. she thinks he's like super cute. But yeah, so just do that. We've been multiple years. Nick's been before. We're covering it as media people this year too, and we're going to be tweeting a bunch of videos and pictures from it. So make sure you come to that if you can. If you come to it and you want to meet us, holler at us. Tweet at us and say, hey, where are you at? And I'll, I'll come probably be like, go away. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, do that. Yep. All right. We're locked on Mavs. I'm Nick Gangsted. He's Isaac Harris. Thanks so much, guys. Peace out. Boom. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.